Attention optimists, the hopeful, and people who still give a fuck. How can we fix our broken financial system without using politicians or political action? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. The Enron scandal was one of the biggest corporate scandals in history. It involved a complex web of accounting fraud that led to the company's bankruptcy in 2001. The scandal had a devastating impact on investors, employees, and the economy as a whole. One of the key factors that led to the Enron scandal was the pressure to increase quarterly profits. Enron's executives were under constant pressure to meet or exceed Wall Street's expectations. This pressure led to a number of risky and unethical decisions, including aggressive accounting practices. So Enron used something called market-to-market uh, -market accounting, which allowed Enron to book profits on assets they hadn't even sold yet. They also use something called special purpose entities or shell corporations, uh, which were used to hide their debt and losses. They also used um, off-the-books transactions to hide their debt and losses from investors as well. Uh, there was a total lack of oversight. Uh, the board of directors, they fell asleep at the wheel. And my belief is that they were making so much money hand over fist that no one had any desire to uh, search out and see if there was accounting fraud that was taking place for the reason why of these outstanding profits. So the Enron scandal, uh, along with uh, WorldCom, Tyco, and Adelphia corporations in 2002, uh, led to uh, the Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002. Uh, it's known as SOX for short. Um, and this, the regulations, um, what they had corporations do were a number of things. So uh, they required corporations to have enhanced financial disclosures. Um, so companies now are required to establish internal controls over financial reporting and to have their management assets and reports on, and report on that the effectiveness of those controls. So they're, they're, it created this checks and balance system there. Um, there's also included auditor independence. So if you have this auditor who's making sure you're not doing fraud, well, that auditor can't be uh, at that company for more than five years. So you have to, it's there, it has to rotate. Uh, they also increased the criminal penalties uh, for securities fraud and other white collar uh, crime. And uh, also it, it increased the oversight so it created a new uh, quasi-public agency, the Public Counting, uh, excuse me, the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, uh, to to see these uh, audits of public companies. And that sounds great. Enhance financial disclosures, uh, making sure you're not uh, committing fraud. I'm I'm all for uh, auditor independence. Love it. Yeah, we, we shouldn't have these auditors um, and, and uh, you know, co companies kind of. Uh, pay the auditors. And so now they're dependent on uh, companies uh, to pay them. And, you know, so it's in their own advantage to maybe look the other way. 
Let's keep that independence. All for it. Criminal penalties. Let's send these white collar uh, fraudsters to prison. I, I love it. Uh, increased oversight. They clearly can't be trusted. Uh, so yeah, increased oversight. I'm, I'm all for all of that. However, uh, anytime you impose regulations on companies, it increases uh, the, the company's overhead. It makes it more expensive for a corporation to operate. And it still does nothing about this constant pressure to increase more quarter, uh, increase your quarterly profits. That still exists. That hasn't changed. And so now what these regulations have done is made it created even more pressure for these companies to, to increase their profits. And ultimately, did, did this regulation even work? Well, in 2008, Lehman Brothers uh, fell apart and it triggered the global financial crisis of 2008. And, and guess what? Uh, Lehman Brothers, they were engaging in market-to-market -market accounting, the same thing that Enron was doing, uh, 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 booking profits on assets that haven't sold. Uh, they were, and they were also using special purpose entities, these shell corporations, to hide their, their debt and their losses. Um, and on top of that, okay, so there was more regulations after 2008. Well, Valiant Pharmaceuticals um, in 2015, same thing. It, uh, they were found of, of gross accounting fraud, doing the same thing uh, that Enron and WorldCom and Tyco and Adelphia and Lehman Brothers and all these corporations that are doing. Um, and it's this constant pressure to increase uh, the quarterly profits uh, more so than the last. Um, now, what if uh, we didn't need regulations and instead these corporations were designed not to defraud the public, not to uh, screw over investors, not to just cause devastating effects to the employees of these companies. They, they, put, they didn't know that this fraud was taking place and they're putting their time, energy, effort. And they have, uh, because a lot of times they have these um, uh, employee stock options. And so they have skin in the game and they want this company to succeed. And they have no idea about the uh, accounting fraud that's taking place. And all of a sudden, you know, when it's found out, boom, gone, you know, life savings destroyed, wiped out thousands of people. Uh, and then Lehman Brothers in, in the, the global financial crisis. Um, designing a company the right way in, in, in the first time seems like it would be a lot smarter than trying to regulate after the fact. Uh, my grandmother used to tell me uh, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. You, you've probably heard that as well. Um, so anyways, I'm going to move on to uh, uh, the news story. And it's not a, a really new news story. Um, this happened uh, at the end of March. And there was this open letter uh, to all uh, companies that are engaging in uh, AI to halt all uh, research or anything, any work on AI systems or these large language model systems 
uh, that are more advanced than GPT-4. And a lot of people uh, signed uh, this open letter, including Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, uh, Andrew Yang, you know, the, the, the politician. Uh, so a, a number of people have signed this open letter to, uh, to, to halt AI. I have been paying attention to this issue. I've been hearing the, the critics of why uh, AI should halt. And it, it basically what the critics are saying, human beings are creating uh, essentially an, a more advanced, uh, intelligent uh, entity um, that will at some point... Uh, break control, escape from the control of, of humans and be out on its own. And many of these critics think the inevitable uh, result will be uh, AI just wiping humans off the planet. Now, um, I don't know about any of that, uh, if that will happen, but it seems like it's very possible for an AI system to escape uh, from the controls of humans. That doesn't seem like far-fetched at all. Um, especially if it's, we're designing it more intelligent and to, uh, optimize itself, um, which is going on. Um, but the, the, the main criticism uh, was, is that it's because these AI systems are under this constant pressure to be profitable. Um, and, and so there are some shareholders within these uh, uh, these AI corporations uh, that um, can remove uh, CEOs and, and and other executives for not performing. Um, and and so there's these there's powerful shareholders that and it, it doesn't even have to be a majority uh, of of shareholders to to remove a CEO, just a large enough to to call a vote. Um, and then anything can happen. Uh, so, so there is this, this pressure uh, to be profitable. Uh, and um, again, think bad things will happen when there's this intense pressure to earn more quarterly profits than the last. Bad things happen. And regulating isn't going to solve it. Uh, it. It didn't solve it with Lehman Brothers and the accounting fraud. Uh, it's, there's going to be more fraud in the future. I can go and, and look, give more examples of uh, accounting fraud that's happened after 2008. Um, it, it, the, the, it, the problem seems like it's the way corporations are structured, the way they're designed. And so that's going to lead into our financial tip of the day. Um, well, actually, let me, let me backtrack. Um, uh, and talk about regulations just a little bit more. Uh, okay, so we can regulate these AI companies and they're going to be more expensive to operate. And, um, and we could regulate, um, you know, more of these uh, regular corporations, you know, WorldCom and Tyco make them more expensive to, to uh, operate. And all corporations, all publicly traded corporations, that's true. It's, it's more expensive to operate. And you may be saying, saying, so what, you know, these are greedy, the greedy corporations. Yeah. They can use some, some less profit, of course, but that doesn't change the pressure they are under. That is, that will never go away. 
Um, and on top of that, uh, retirees, when we have millions and millions of Americans who their retirement is based on the success of publicly traded corporations, uh, publicly traded for-profit corporations. That's where all uh, retirement investing happens is, is in these corporations. And so we're, we're linked to uh, this, this vicious cycle of, of constant quarterly profits for the corporations um, being regulated, increasing the expense of uh, operating the, the corporation and uh, the, the profits not uh, being able to match, meet the expectation of retirement investors. So, so there's this huge problem that, that is this happening. And um, now I'll transition to the financial tip of the day, which is become a crowd investor. So I was talking about designing corporations. Well, where, do, where, do, where are corporations designed? Well, it, it happens in, in the private market. Uh, I just talked about the public market where uh, the publicly traded corporations, the, this constant pressure, that's where regular people can invest is in the public market. The private market is totally locked out to the general public unless you are a crowd investor. So there's something called equity crowdfunding where the general public, anybody can design a corporation. You can uh, uh, become a, a ground floor owner and help build a, 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 a company from the ground floor, from, from the ground up. That, uh, and, and when you equity crowdfund, there's no concentration of, of power. It's not a few sh uh, wealthy shareholders that can uh, oust a CEO. Uh, you know, equity crowdfunding, a lot of platforms has minimum investment requirements of $100. So, you know, we're, we're talking 20,000 people can invest $100 uh, and, and raise $20 million for a, a, a brand new uh, company. And when you have... All that uh, 20,000 people, that is so dispersed. It, there's, it's diluted uh, power. It's, it's power t literally to the people at that point. And the 20,000 people uh, with their diverse ideas and, um, and situations and, and backgrounds uh, coming together, uh, it, it makes a, a company more inclusive. And the owners... They don't have to listen to a few wealthy shareholders when they equity crowdfund. There's no mission drift that that can happen. So you could start a company, have the people uh, fund it through equity crowdfunding, and design corporations that don't defraud the public. Um, so, and with investment minimums as little as hundred dollars, it's so easy for a, a, an investor to become diversified and mitigate that risk. So that's our show for today. Um, my name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to democratically fix our broken financial system without protesting or political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.